0: for logbook servicing you can rely on you need to make the right choice you need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications for real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty book in or book online at repcoservice.com
1: madam peacock uh, is on the line right now he's taking the place of michelle Steele from channel seven adam you heard him on the mowers club this morning how are you mates
0: uh, good, and, and I know uh, Michelle from previous Winter Olympics and uh, doing what she does, I can't profess to know too much about what it's like going headfirst down a, uh, a little slippery slope on a skeleton, but um, I think you got me on to chat some football instead.
1: No, we have, um, but I'm actually excited <laughs> about watching Jacqueline Narricot go for gold tonight in the skeleton. I think it's yeah. it's going to be a late night, Adam, 11 o'clock tonight, so we'll see that on Channel 7.
0: Hey... Uh, is there anything better on a Saturday night after, maybe a couple of quiet ones to just watch some uh, some skeleton? It'll probably just add to it a little <laughs> bit. But, no, um, Michelle's probably busy. And, yeah, I remember her in, uh, I think it was Torino that she...
1: It was. And that was
0: the start of the skeleton program. So now that, um, yeah, uh, we've, we've got someone in medal contention, it's obviously come a long way.
1: Mate, the interesting thing is, too, though, after only 13 weeks of trying the sport... She was actually at the World Cup. That that's absolutely incredible. Unbelievable, Michelle. Anyway, I've missed out, haven't I? Yeah,
0: you have.
1: But I've got you. Let's talk A League. Uh, what have we got? Sixty games in twenty eight days on the way, Adam Peacock. And today we've got a, a triple header which will kick off soon. Wellington Phoenix taking on Adelaide United.
0: Yeah, um Adelaide is hard to, to get a proper read on them. It, same so with a lot of these clubs now that we're, uh, we've gone through the, the COVID postponement month, which is a real shame for the competition because that was when they were looking to really get a lot of people to games and really enjoy themselves. But it seems 75% of the games got postponed because were had COVID ripped through them. Now that that's gone and obviously everyone's got a bit of immunity for a couple of months at the very least, uh, they can get on with it and get on with it. They will. Uh, Wellington, all of a sudden, have had a couple of wins on the trot, which is good for them. They're actually playing this as the first leg of a double header at Cogra, um, because Wellington are actually based. I think they're training out of Chatswood in Sydney at the moment. So, yeah, they've um, they've had to do things the hard way again with the, the border closures. They won't play a home game this season again, unfortunately. So, yeah, they're looking for three on the trot, but it's it's not easy.
1: And then tonight, Melbourne victory taking on uh, Newcastle. Jets, that's the later game. Well, that's at 6.45 as well in Melbourne, but that second game with the double header, I'm looking forward to this, Sydney FC versus Western United FC. This would be a good clash.
0: Yeah, it's, it's near the top of the table clash. It's, it's pretty much top of the table clash with Sydney chasing Western United, who have done really well, and John Aloisi, it's, it's kind of really gone under the radar with all the other problems and, you know, the the focus on Matildas and, and Socceroos, but John Aloisi has got this Western United side Going really well, really, really well, and it's it, they're eking out results. They're not blowing teams away, but they're they're getting re- good results. And um, yeah, all credit to him, the, the former Brisbane Raw manager, and of course down there at Melbourne Heart before that. But uh, yeah, he's um, he started well there. Big test tonight against Sydney, who are finding a bit of form.
1: Adam, what do you make of um, the the A League splitting away from? Football Australia. Do you think this is good for the game or should it all be intertwined? What's this mean for Pathways?
0: Yeah, it, it, that's the key. I've actually done an interview for Code Sports. Sorry to drop that in there. but um, No, no, well, no, no go for it, yeah. it. Of with, course uh, They pay your James, bills. <laughs> <laughs> with James Johnson, the CEO of, of Football Australia, I asked him just that. I said, mate, football in this country has a hard enough time of getting on with each other at the best of times. Now you've now we've had another layer, if you like, of, of governance um, added. And, you know, it, it surely complicates matters. And he basically said, well, no, this then has allowed Football Australia to concentrate on participation at the lowest level and elite youth national teams and... National teams, full stop. So they're now spending 75% of their revenue, Football Australia, on football matters as opposed to days gone by where it was nowhere near that. They were running competitions. They were doing this, doing that. Now it's over to the A-Leagues clubs to to run their competition. Now, the big thing is, is how it all marries up with your talented young player and where he or she finds the required match minutes to get better. And at the moment, or in years gone by, last decade, It simply has been nowhere near good enough. Now, under this new structure, everyone's got to be on their best behaviour to to think of what is best for those young players so that the A-leagues can be better, the men's and women's, and also at the end of the production line, we get better socceroos and better Matildas, more depth to what we already have, which which is what both coaches are crying out for at the moment.
1: And how do we get that? Is there? Oh, I think we spoke about this last week on Sports Day, Adam. Is, is there a finishing school that's needed? Is there something similar with the NBL where you've got the AIS involved? How how do you get those talent, talented youngsters who, yes, may be running around in the A League, but what, is there somewhere they can go where they're given extra, I guess, coaching and 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 finesse?
0: Yeah, unfortunately. In an ideal world, probably, yeah. You'd set up like three or four four of them around the country as a one-year finishing school to help you then elevate your game and go somewhere off the back of that or go back to your A-Leagues club. But I don't think that's going to happen because these these clubs, that's their their player. They've they've developed them. They've nurtured them. They've signed them. They've identified them. They don't want to let them go at a critical age. So it's up to them. These academies have to start really producing. Like, the, the heat is on them. They wanted these academies, and if clubs are then, like Sydney, for instance, having to go into the market to buy your middle-aged players because nothing's coming through the academy, what the bloody hell is going on? That,
1: that to me, point? doesn't make sense. What's no. the
0: point? So you, it, it brings into absolute sharp focus the academies. But laid on that, and, and, and I'm not having a direct go at the coaches in these academies, Laid on that is the fact that these players need to be playing against other elite players as much as possible. Elite young players need to be playing 50 games a year almost. If not between 40 and 50 in my opinion. That's what happens overseas. That's how they get better. You make your mistakes in games. You build on your strengths in games. Enough of all this idea that you have to train a lot, train a lot whatever, which is along the lines of what the Dutch system was. Need games as many as possible. So for those 16 to 19 year old elite players, they just need chances against whatever opposition it is, to play as many games as possible in a year. Now, the A-League clubs can introduce Youth League, w leagues. Uh, the A-League women's can expand to more games, and then at the, the, the top end, maybe tours and things like that for national teams really needs to accelerate.
1: Well, I was about to ask you that. Does that mean we would see some of these 16- to 19-year-olds going overseas in the off-season and, and plying their trade as well?
0: Well, if... It's almost chicken and egg. These clubs need to develop them to get them to a point where they can either play for them in the A-League, or A-League men's, A-League women's, or they can sell them overseas. And that's where the football economy um, comes into question because if you bring in money, everything becomes a little easier in terms of attracting better coaching, attracting better facilities, better resources to the players. Everything goes up a notch. The, The cost of running competitions and taking teams away on tours to get better exposure to better... Um, because geographically, we're a bit hindered down here. We're away from the rest of the world. Look, but there's, there's no simple, easy fix. It will take a lot of hard work from a lot of people. But first of all, the, the right structure needs to be put in place. And I go back to how it's split with Football Australia and uh, the, the A-Leagues clubs. They've got to stay pretty tight to make sure that everything is doing being done to make these better, young, good young players better.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm going to be brutally honest with this question. Can the A-League clubs do that? Can they set up the facilities that's needed to, to nurture these young talent?
0: Yeah, the, the big thing is that the A-League clubs' needs is a dedicated, season-long, running underneath the A-League's comp for the younger players. And I'm mainly talking about the men's here. The women's is a bit of a different space because it's a bit more convoluted. It's different as opposed to... Is this to every club is... Better.
1: is this? Sorry, Adam, is that every club as well needs to participate in that competition?
0: Yes. Yeah, so they've said that they're going to set up a youth league. So that way that if a kid, sometimes you see kids in the A-League men's, they'll sit on a bench for four weeks and they might get on, might not, and they'll end up playing 20 minutes over a month and they won't get a chance because there's not a concurrent competition going on underneath. So if they play on a Saturday or even just play the games after the A-League fixture, that night. Okay, it might mean a bit of a late night and extra cost or whatever, but yeah, these kids need games and they can't miss, they can't have this big black hole in their careers where they play 20 minutes a month for three months. No one wins out of that. It's so counterproductive, it's not true. So, yeah, they, if they're not going to be part of the second tier, which is coming in as well, that's another point. Like the, the, the second tier comp, uh, clubs around Australia, your, your MPL clubs around Australia, they want to come in with a, a second tier comp. That's great. They don't want the A League youth teams involved with that, so the youth league needs to be set up. And they've said they're going to do it the clubs um, to, to get things going in that regard and give more match minutes, quality match minutes to kids that are really need it at that age.
1: This, uh, my last one for you before I let you go. This could take a long time to have any effect on the national teams. Does this mean we're going to be in the doldrums yeah. for a while?
0: Uh, um, with, I mean, COVID was very good. Again, I'm talking of the men's as well. The, the, w, the A-League women's, they really need to go and expand their competition and, and have better ties between what happens with the A-League women's and the players that don't go overseas to play in overseas competitions there in America or Scandinavia or whatever, which is the next step before getting to a bigger, bigger competition in continental Europe. But they, they need a bigger competition. As for the A-League men's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's not an easy fix. The whole thing is not an easy fix. But <laughs> it's, it's there in front of us right now. So if, if they don't do things about it now, we'll never know because we'll be having this same conversation in 10 years. But mm-hmm. the, the, the thought is that because of COVID younger players started to get a run in the A-League men's, which is great. A club like Central Coast is doing wonders with their young players, bringing them through, giving them opportunities. And that's yeah. why, out of circumstance, they can't attract your, your bigger names. Like your Melbourne Victories, your Western Sydney Wanderers, they're always going to go for the bigger-name players, and that's just market forces. But th- there still has to be that opportunity for the young players in those teams to be able to break through. And, and sometimes they're blocked, but COVID opened it up because the teams realised, oh, we'll just go to our own backyard to fill in the spaces right now. Uh, I think that's a way forward as a, as a whole. Yeah. But, again, you, you can't tell these uh, th- these clubs are privately owned. And one thing I've learned over a very long time involved in, in sport and maybe in life is that it's very, very difficult to tell someone who owns something how to spend their money. <laughs> it, yes. <laughs> it, 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 you know, like we, we can all be an expert, but we're not the one yeah. opening the wallet. So
1: Absolutely. It, it is up to them
0: in a way, but hopefully the overall philosophy is one of... Uh, a wider picture and not just a narrow focus of the here
1: and now. Mate, I always learn a lot about football when I talk to you, Adam Peacock. I appreciate you jumping on at the last minute on Sport Central, the Savo, mates. And uh, of course, uh, Adam, you can catch him every Saturday morning and always filling in on all different shows on SCN. And of course, also write some bloody good articles for Code Sport as well. Adam, thanks for your time, the Savo, mate. I really appreciate it. Too easy. Thanks,
0: no
1: When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.
0: For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.